This is the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. We are pleased to have you join us as we offer up God's Word as the necessary food for His people. The Word of God finds its fullest expression in the person of Jesus Christ. May He be exalted before you today. Now here is our speaker, Joel Van Hoogen. Pharaoh commanded the Jewish slaves in Egypt to throw their baby boys into the river or be cast to death themselves. It's a choice the enemy puts to godly parents in any age. Put your life first. But courageous faith doesn't adhere. It gives itself carefully to raise children in the Lord. And this faith rises from a surprising revelation, a view of God given to us in the face of our little children. It's the lesson that comes upon you when you have your first child, and it just keeps expanding. Faith is courageous, and it takes courage to raise your kids in the day and age which with we live. I'm going to tell you, people say, you know, we're not going to have children because we've just seen where the world is going, and we don't want to bring a child in this world. They're cowards. That's not the answer. God's command to us is be fruitful and multiply. No, we're to have courage. Courageous faith. What is that? Such an overriding and overwhelming fear in God that we so rely upon and trust in Him that we approach the way that we administer our lives before our children and live our lives before our children with such a sense of reverent awe that it overcomes all the other insults that might come against us and them. And it causes us to be ever so careful in the way we teach them and live before them and provide for them. Folks, Have a plan, have a strategy, make a commitment, be wise, be careful. Let your faith teach you as well. I can't do this without you, God. I'm relying upon you. But be vigilant. Faith is careful. Here's the last one, it's this. Faith is sparked by God's revelation of goodness. Faith is sparked by God's revelation of goodness. I'm just going to say this to you. If you're struggling in your area of faith and trusting in God, it's right to fear Him, but come before God and fear Him in the face of His goodness. If you read the book of Psalms, which hails and exalts the various attributes of God, the most common attribute that's brought before us of God is He's good. He's good. And His goodness is to evoke from us. His plan and desire to bless us is to evoke from us greater faith. God said of Himself over the people of Israel, Oh, that they had a heart in them to obey me and keep my commandments always. Then it would go well with them and with their children forever. What's God saying? I want to be good to you. Trust in me. Believe in me. My heart is to bless. Submit to me. Faith is sparked by a revelation of God's goodness. I said to you that Moses' parents didn't fear Pharaoh because they had a greater fear. They feared the absolute God. They reverenced him and wanted to honor him. But get this, this God who they reverenced and wanted to obey above all else had revealed himself and his purposes to them in the beautiful face of a little child. It says they saw that he was beautiful or they saw that he was a beautiful child and had faith. Isn't that interesting? Something in the face of that little baby stirred them to believe or trust in God. And actually, the word there describing the beautiful face of that child in the story of Exodus chapter 2, which is what is being communicated to us here in Hebrews chapter 11, 23. 
The word there to describe that they saw that the child was a proper child, it gives some, there are different ways in which it's translated. The word there is tov in the Hebrew. It's the same word that's used when God created everything. And you're told that after God created everything, he looked upon his creation and saw that it was good, tov. It was beautiful. It was proper. It was right. It was burgeoning with some potential wonder and glory that God had placed upon it. And this little child that they had in their hands was emanating that goodness, that good intent of God that was revealed when God first made all things and created all things and declared its goodness. It was somehow still residing or emanating from that little boy. Actually, Acts chapter 7, verse 20 tells us that this was not simply, this was not simply the opinion of the parents, but it actually says, Stephen in preaching says that God saw that the child was good and beautiful. Good and beautiful. Well, you know, there are a lot of commentaries that try to emphasize that this merely was a picture that this was an exceptionally handsome child. And apparently it was because it was handsome enough to impress the princess of Egypt to adopt him. And I think there's probably some truth to it that Moses was a really good looking, he would have been a Gerber baby, just a good looking baby. But there's an idea that they knew that this baby was going to fulfill some great promise because he was so good looking. But if that were the case, every Gerber baby would be a prophet and it's not the case. I'm sure there are some Gerber babies that are doing time right now. You know, I mean, you don't know. You know, not every baby, let's admit it, not every baby is really beautiful when it's first born. Some are exceptionally beautiful and some aren't. You know, sometimes when you see a newborn baby, people say things like, oh, aren't kids wonderful? <laughs> aren't babies special? And then other times they say, wow, what a beautiful baby. And well, we've had children who people reacted to either both ways, right? It's all, it evens out as they grow up, so don't worry about it. Don't waste your looks on the first couple months of your life, that's what I say. But that's not what's being referred to here. The beauty that is seen in this baby, Moses, is more than just physical beauty. It's an expression of the goodness of God, of God's plan. Maybe Moses was more beautiful than any other baby, and maybe that's why... He was adopted. And maybe because of that beauty, there was some impression upon the parents that there was some special design that God had for the boy. And they were to, by faith, pursue it by protecting him. Maybe that's true. But what I think is this. I think that all babies gurgle with the goodness of the first creation. I think all babies give some expression to the beauty they capture in those little children, the beauty of potential to rise and take shape and are formed because why are they here? Why do we hold them? Why are they so glorious? Because they pulsate with the goodness of God. They pulsate with potential that God has planned for all of his creation from the start. They remind us that when God made everything, he said it was good and that God's design and God's plan is goodness. That's the future he holds out before us. We know that they're little sinners as we hold them in their hands, and it doesn't take us long to figure it out. We know that they're born with fallen natures. Moses certainly was. And don't forget, he actually murdered a man. He'll show what he's made of. But still in that moment, as his parents held them, as he looked into his eyes, 
They saw that God, the all-powerful God who was to be feared, was good. And faith was born in them to fear that good God above everything else. I would simply tell you to take little children in your arms, hold them and see in their eyes the eternal purposes of a God, the eternal purposes of a God that God is planning and designing for all of us. God plans what is good. God designs glory for His children. He's planning a great day of freedom from sin and its power and its penalty and its presence. And if you look deep enough, you'll see even in creation, before you read it in God's Word, it's written in the eyes of little children. Look at them. Hold them and let your faith grow. God is revealing the unseen plan that has been brought to us fully in the salvation of our Savior Jesus Christ. Look at them and then by faith determine that you're going to obey the one who's given you those children. You're going to obey him and you're going to put your faith in him and you're going to be sensitive to his goodness at all times. And starting with that little child, you're going to give yourself to be courageous and careful. Moses' faith began somewhere. It was caught from his parents. God sparked his faith from the faith of his parents. And oddly enough, God sparked their faith from the face of that little baby. He was awesome and beautiful and reflected the life of the Creator God who is good and plans their blessing and our blessing. And they were more afraid to abuse that baby and turn from the goodness of God than they were of any threat that Pharaoh brought against them. And we should be more afraid as well. I don't care what you're concerned about in the world. I don't care about what shortcuts you think you need to make in order to get ahead or what you need to do, or what you need to stifle in order to get along with people in this age. Fear God. Fear Him in the face of children. Just by way of conclusion, you know, God gets His way. doesn't matter what men do, what men plan, God is still sovereign. Even when men plan evil, God carries out His plan. The plot of Pharaoh doesn't continue. His plot was to snuff out the people of God, and it doesn't work. In fact, I think actually at some point in time, Pharaoh decided that this wasn't a good idea. He decided that he didn't want to actually suppress and put to death all these children because he would actually take away from Egypt the really powerful, potent slave labor that he wanted to continue to pursue his agenda. And so that might be the reason that he turned because this obviously wasn't a command or an edict that stayed long in Egypt. But I think actually what probably happened was this. His daughter brought into his house a beautiful little Jewish boy said, look, at, look how beautiful he is. How can we put to death these beautiful little children? And even Pharaoh, for a moment, flinched and relented. Here's what we do know about this story, though. It's this. Pharaoh's plan to execute these little boys, combined with the faithfulness, the courageous faithfulness of Moses' parents, set in motion the events that gave rise to Moses growing up in the halls of power in the home of the king of Egypt and prepared him to be God's rescuer for the nation of Israel from slavery. Plotting against God's plan does not stand. Plotting against God's people does not work. God will have his way. We can trust him. He's sovereign over everything. Having understood that, We don't have to fret when we see all the different things that are happening in our world. We don't have to be put into some sense of disarray because of things that we have no control over. God's in control. Ours is to be faithful, courageously faithful, 
carefully faithful. Faithful as we count on God being good. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Your Word is true. It abides forever. It lasts forever. It's true and it abides forever because it is infused with eternity. It pulsates with the crisp, unending, repeating of the same thing over and over and over and over again throughout eternal ages because it will not exhaust itself. Your word is full of eternal and everlasting life. When we hold those little children in our arms, the one thing that we do know is they're full of pulsating with life. It will dissipate over time. But in that moment that they're full of life, they are the creatures that reveal the timelessness of an eternal God and all that He's spoken and said. Understood rightly, seen rightly, they're little witnesses turning us back to You for such is the kingdom of heaven. And oh God, in your kingdom, we learn to bow before you, to fear you only, and to reverence trust in your goodness. How we praise you. Oh Jesus, be supreme in our life. Let us live by this kind of faith, and may it be demonstrated in the care we give to the stewardships you've placed upon us. Thanks for joining us at the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this broadcast, just call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next time, may the Lord bless you.